In this latest Steelcast mini-series about decarbonisation, we're talking to a variety of industry experts who were recently present at the first ever UK Metals Expo. Welcome to Steelcast, Heart of Steel UK's podcast about all things related to steel, our processes, our products, our customers, our people and our communities. My name is Tim Rutter and in this latest series I'm talking to experts and key stakeholders about climate change, sustainability and decarbonisation. As a postscript to this latest Steelcast mini-series about decarbonisation from UK Metals Expo, we popped next door to the Recycling and Waste Management Exhibition, where Tata Steel also had a stand being manned by our very own packaging recycling team from Trostra in West Wales. For as long as I can remember, we have been promoting the recyclability credentials of steel packaging, food cans, drinks cans, aerosols, paint tins and so on. And the progress over the last 20 years or so has been nothing short of astonishing. In fact, Wales, where both the Trostra site, which makes packaging steels, and Portalbert, which takes them back to melt down as consumer-based scrap for its steelmaking process, has one of the highest recycling rates in the world. But as we're about to discover, the conversation about steel recycling is much broader than consumer collection and consumer education schemes. There is a real CO2 and energy benefit to increasing scrap rates in the steel plant to which packaging steel can make a significant contribution. In this episode, we catch up with manager steel packaging recycling, Nicola Jones, as well as industry colleague, Julie Meeks from Metal Matters. So listen, we've just hot-footed it over from the UK Metals Expo to another exhibition just next door, which is Recycling and Waste Management. And here also, as you can see behind me, we've got a, a Tata Steel stand, and uh, manning that stand is Nicola Jones, Manager of Packaging Recycling. Nicola, good to see you again. You're a regular visitor uh, down to Portalva, I know, and a long-time friend of the, the pod and our videos. But Nicola, tell us what you're doing here at the Recycling and Waste Management Show today. Well, as you know, Tim, when we make steel, we're recycling steel and uh, we're here to look at suppliers of steel scrap to go in our boss plant to make it into new steel. Yeah, and I guess although it's a trade show, you know, raising the profile of Tata Steel as a recycler, which many people may not realise, is still quite important in terms of our overall brand, isn't it? Oh, certainly. And we do recycle the uh, post-production scrap of some of our suppliers as well and our customers. Yeah, now we've we've talked about recycling of packaging. So I've just been in UK Metals Expo and a lot of the conversation over there was about decarbonisation and use of energy, uh, but but got into discussions with customers and markets and customers are pulling and saying, where's your green steel, decarbonised steel? But we also started talking to architects and end users about saying, it's not just the carbon footprint of the material itself, but it's the, what you do with it in use. And, you know, I used to work in a packaging business, as you know, and the packaging industry has been on this for donkey's years, mind, hasn't it? about work with local authorities, work with consumers to get recycling rates up. Why is it, you know, why is it environmentally it's important to, to, to recycle, but how's that going with our consumers in the UK and how important is that recycled material for our steel processes? Well, producer responsibility came in in 1997 and uh, we've been recycling well before that. Yeah. Uh, it's very good that 99% of local authorities have got access to a curbside collection scheme and if they don't, they've always got access to a bring bank as well. Yeah. Uh, so as a little girl, I would have been going to a, a, a can bank to recycle my uh, steel packaging, but now I can just pop it into my, um, my curbside collection box at yeah. home and every consumer has access to one 
one of these. So we're trying to engage uh, with the whole supply chain to get these recycling rates even better. Yeah, and I understand, you know, both you and I live in Wales, and I think Wales is one of the best countries in the world uh, for recycling. But how's, how's, how's metal packaging recycling and steel packaging particularly? It must have, it must have transformed with curbside collection. It has, and uh, we are improving year on year. And the, the problem now is, or the challenge now is, to get everybody recycling even more. So not just recycling your food and drink cans, but to look at other packaging items such as biscuit tins, uh, jam jar lids, your bottle tops, and even your paint cans to take to the local authority. Uh, all of those can be recycled, and it's what we do in our boss plant in Port Albert. Yeah, and paint cans is another debate for another day probably, but it's a perfect opportunity to bring in Julie Meeks. Julia, uh, also here at the exhibition with uh, Metal ma metal Matters, metal I'll get matters. that right, Metal Matters. Now Julie, Nicola was talking there about increasing the understanding of consumers about what is recyclable and what isn't yeah. and that's a large part of what you're doing working with local authorities to, to educate consumers. Where's the, where's the shortfall at the moment in their knowledge? I think well, we've been running Metal Matters for about 10, 11 years now, and even now today um, there's some confusion over a couple of the metal packaging items, and it's traditionally the foil and the aerosols that residents still get a little bit confused about whether can they recycle it, is it recyclable, and Metal Matters hopefully helps them, educate them to know that they can recycle that along with the food cans and the drink cans and the metal uh, jar lids, that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. and I understand that, and it's a re it must be really difficult in terms of uh, educating consumers consumers because you know on one hand you know I, 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 li I live in Cardiff and, and, and you get one green bag and everything goes into it and I kind of throw everything into it and I say well I don't know if it's recyclable or not in terms of foils or plastics let someone else worry yes. about it but on the other hand you've got people saying well I don't think it you know aerosol is an obvious one people might go oh I don't know if you can recycle it so I'm going to put it in the bin and that's not what you want so how do you go about educating consumers because there's 60 million of us out there it is. It's a, it's a tricky one. The Metal Matters, it's a leaflet-based campaign. So we have the when we're working with the council, we part fund that programme and the likes of Tata Steel fund that programme for us and we pay 50% uh, of that with the council and then every, res every resident or every household within that council area gets the leaflet to educate them about what exactly they can recycle in their recycling container. And then along with that, we do other communication materials that run with the leaflets, and whether that be vehicle livery, street sign, social media posts yeah. that sort of thing we, we try everything and anything we've done over the years and I understand it's not just a, ca about a case of telling uh, saying to people aerosol cans recycle and this and the other it talks to them also about what they are made into or yes. can be re recycled into as well yeah yeah there's the second leaflet that goes out to the householders and that tells them a little bit more about the recycling process so that they know exactly where the materials collected it goes back to the sorting off process processing um, center and then what the metal items can be turned back into you know whether it be a food can or a drink can or another metal packaging item yeah or even a car or a fire engine or exactly, a building exactly that or yeah. a bicycle or an ipad or whatever and yeah. it's quite interesting coming from uk metals expo one of the words that people are using most was collaboration in the in the trade industry between yeah. different metals industry different energy intensive industries and you represent an organization that talks about metal rather than steel so you're talking steel and aluminium what's the rationale behind that well, I think, it, as Nicholas said, it is a collaborative thing. I mean, the, the company I work for is Alupro, so we are aluminium packaging based, but the Metal Matters programme is all about metal and aluminium packaging. Because for the, for the resident at home, 
They really don't know if it's aluminium or steel, to be honest with you. They just want to know if they can recycle it. Yeah. So it makes sense for us all to work together and to make sure that all that all the packaging items are recycled. Yeah, yeah, and it's a fantastic thing you're doing. And uh, yeah. take my hat off to you and, and, and good luck with, with carrying on with that. Nicola, I'm going to come back to you because, you know, the, the, the process of recovering um, aluminium and steel might be the same through curbside collection, domestic packaging. But, the, but then it has to be separated. You can't just bail them all up together, can you? Uh, no, you can't, Tim. Um, and in the materials recycling facility in the local authority, the steel is magnetically extracted and then the aluminium is separated using an eddy current separator, yeah. which effectively is a magnet in reverse. Yeah. Why, why can't they just take it out of the waste stream? Why do we have to put it in a separate box or a bag if it's magnetic? You can just take it out of the waste, can't you? Uh, we can and we do, uh, but we would prefer to have that material through source segregated collection. Yeah. Um, it's much cleaner and it doesn't get caught up with other materials. Yeah. So when a can is perhaps compressed in the back of a, a recycling vehicle, uh, it doesn't compress the plastic or the paper into with it. Yeah, yeah. And I know uh, without getting too technical for our listeners uh, today, th there's, there's something else you're here to do, which is talking about how that steel gets back into you call it the boss plant the steel plant in Patolbert because you know if you go to the steel plant in Patolbert you see bales of cans going in but but getting a can into a bale into the steel plant sounds straightforward but there's there's some issues you're having aren't there Nick? There's contamination uh, we've seen in the bales um, as the volume is increasing of the amount of steel packaging that we want to recover um, the contamination is going up and I think that we need to be a little bit more strict and a bit more careful of what we're introducing into those bales yeah. and as you said it's not a simple process the can doesn't go from the household straight into the steel making plant it has to go to a number of people before it gets to us to make sure the bale is clean it's not contaminated um, it has the correct moisture density and correct density as well yeah yeah and it's uh, people may not realize you know when they look at uh, insights over the wall at Willy Wonka's chocolate factory which we we, we lovingly turn put all but they may not realize it's one of the biggest recycling plants in the country is it and I guess I'm not I can't remember the volumes but it's well over half a million tons of steel recycled and how much of that is consumer packaging waste do you know um, the figures are, are, are good. Um, we do contribute about a third to the UK recycling rate, so uh, the volumes are, are considerable and it's a really good way of showing uh, our customers and our consumers that life cycle of steel and especially the packaging that we, you and I use at home. Yeah, yeah, and it's a fantastic story and thanks very much for your time, both of you, because it, and it's a really nice add-on, actually, to... Uh, the UK Metals Expo yes, next door when we're talking about decarbonisation through the product chain to actually come and talk to, to some of the guys who are involved in the, in the processing of the end material and the, and the promotion of the end material to get it back into that supply chain and, and, and uh, reinforce that circular economy. So there's a role for us all as consumers as well as the industrial bit we saw next door. So listen, thanks very much both of you and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. It was an absolute pleasure to catch up with Nicola and Julie at the Recycling and Waste Management Show. It was a chance to talk about how consumers and local authorities can also make a contribution to the environment and climate change. But consumer brand companies and packaging producers will be just as concerned about the net zero credentials of raw materials such as steel as our car makers and construction companies. We heard lots from both shows about the roles of every part of the supply chain and the importance of a circular economy. There was an overwhelming sense of the importance of collaboration between industry partners with academia and governments. But one is still left with a feeling that given the scale of the potential benefits of decarbonising energy intensive industries such as steel compared to the benefits elsewhere, the eyes of the world are on companies such as Tata Steel. But it's also patently clear that while steel companies around the world are making great strides 
the fundamental technology changes required won't be made without legislative and financial support to make the biggest transition in any of our lifetimes. And therein lies the challenge. Thanks for listening to this episode of Steelcast. Please let us know what you think about the topics we're discussing or any other aspects of decarbonisation and sustainability you'd be interested in hearing about. If you want to keep up to date with the latest happenings in Tart Steel UK and in this series, our journey towards decarbonisation, please do subscribe to Steelcast through Podbean, Spotify, Apple or wherever else you get your podcasts. See you next time. Bye.